in reality, they may have been a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar business, but on taxes, mm, mm, uh oh, white paper, right? Green paper, right? Okay, then. okay. So on the <laughs> on white the taxes, paper, what you do? Write everything up. <laughs> okay. And and again, we yeah. when you think about, um, it's like the miseducation. Of. Mm, mm-hmm, We're gonna mm-hmm. just say of. Yeah. Uh, we have historically and culturally been miseducated. Okay. Um, so even though we it. have various professionals that are in a space, mm-hmm. they are in fact advising their clients mm. in the wrong mm. manner. Between May 2020 and December 2021, I have secured $8,121,009.35 in legitimate funding for Black and minority-owned businesses. My name is Taliba Bales, and I'm the host of the Black and Bankable podcast. Effective immediately, I am coming for more for the community. Hello and welcome to the Black and Bankable podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me again today. If you have not already, I encourage you to make sure you've checked out all the other episodes because when I tell you this channel is full of gems for your business, that's what I mean. So today's episode, I am joined by Dr. Kim Evans. She is the Senior Vice President and Managing Director of TrueFund, which is CDFI. And we're going to learn all about what a CDFI is in this episode. But I am especially excited to have Kim here because we are right in the middle still of National Women's Business Month. So we are going to be talking about all the awesome um, initiatives that True Fund has, as well as getting our women businesses in some shape, getting us bankable in this episode. So I'm going to jump right into it, Kim. Hello. Let me see. Y'all, how long have we known each other? We have known each other for a couple of years. And I feel like this is the first first time we actually met. (laughs) It is. So we we (laughs) met... during COVID. Yes. So there's there's been a lot of virtual connect. Exactly. But, you know, but there's definitely that connectivity there. So it's yes. great to meet you in person. Yes. And I'm so, so uh, excited to have TrueFund represented. And, um, and certainly we're going to learn so much about CDFIs. And the reason why, y'all, I wanted to uh, have Kim on to break down CDFIs is because if you aren't already aware of what a CDFI is, uh, a lot of folks get caught in the weeds between banking, CDFIs, I don't have a banking relationship. And, and if we're going to be talking about bankable, then you need to know that a CDFI is absolutely an option mm-hmm. that you really should be exploring when it comes to unlocking access to knowledge to technical assistance, as well as to the money, which I know everybody wants to wants to get access to. And in my opinion, uh, True Fund is one of those CDFIs that is getting it right. And the other reason why True Fund is, is going to be represented here is because I also get the question of what does it look like? What does what does COVID, post-COVID, I really don't even feel comfortable saying post-COVID because I we're, we're still yeah. in the mid, middle of it. But a lot of times I am asked, what does it look like? What does COVID post-COVID, pre-COVID, whatever you want to call it, funding look like 
for businesses, particularly for the businesses that I work with, which are black and women owned businesses. And and as you've heard me say in previous episodes, it is having your financial ish together. Right. Period. You know, it, it, it's, it's no way around it. And since it's no way around it, that's why we are going to outline exactly what that means. But most importantly, from a federal perspective, as someone who watches what Congress does and, and involved in organizations, there is the attention on CDFIs when it comes to uh, financing, making sure that they have the capacity needed to really get out here in the streets, as you'll see Fund is doing actively uh, to help business owners where they are. And so that's why we're focusing on CDFIs today, because what funding looks like is places, CDFI, technical experience, who's out in the streets, typically it's CDFIs. Uh, so Kim is going to give us some great insight into this whole entire process. So I want to make sure that you have your notebooks, your laptops, however you keep your notes. I want you to get them ready. And I want to make sure that you share it with your business bestie, because we are here to to really unlock some access. Yes. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, jump right into questions for Dr. Evans here. Kim, please share with me how how you uh, started working for True Fund, what attracted you in, to, to start working in True Fund and particularly with small businesses. So I have been in small business development the entirety of my career um, and really longer than my career starting. And so when I think about my origin story, you know, I can remember being a, a little girl watching um, my entrepreneurial grandfather and my entrepreneurial father. So I'm third generation entrepreneur here. Um, And when I think back to the days where um, on my grandfather's clothing route, you know, this is, uh, I was, we're not going to age myself, but but this is back in, let's just say the 80s. And I was a young girl, you know, just watching the the work ethic Mm -hmm. um, and the Mm -hmm. heart and the passion of that entrepreneurial space, Mm -hmm. really being devoted to serving the community and really um, meeting a need. So, you know, when you think about entrepreneurship, that's essentially what entrepreneurship is. You identify a need that's in your community Mm -hmm. um, and you meet that need Mm -hmm. and, and you get out there. And so my grandfather started a clothing route. And so this was back in the days before or there was just, I'm going to take my clothes to the cleaners. Mm. He actually went around to the neighbors, picked up their clothing, took them. Okay. Uh, everything was clean. And I would ride on the truck with him. Okay. And just to see that level of engagement. But, um, and then to say fast forward to my father, who also was raised in that same space. Mm-hmm. And then in addition, the family had a strawberry farm. So we're, we okay. are from Louisiana. If you think about, you know, the New Orleans area, Ponchatoula, which is just outside of New Orleans. Okay. Known for strawberry. So a okay. strawberry farmer. Uh, my dad telling me the stories of how he was on his father's farm, mm-hmm. um, you know, out picking strawberries. And then he kind of picked up that entrepreneurial spirit and went on to become a state farm insurance agent. Okay. Um, Which, as we know, those are full entrepreneurial ventures. They're Mm -hmm. independently owned. And so my first job was in my first real job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was actually in my father's state farm insurance agency. But even before then, he had a consulting firm where he worked with local um, politicians and did their management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he he, uh, coined me his junior campaign manager. So on the trails, um, sitting in the CEO seat then. Okay. You know, um, he did uh, allow me a lot of exposure, Mm -hmm. um, never kept me out of various meetings, you Mm -hmm. know, so I was able to see that. But on the other side of that, you saw 
um, not only just from my grandfather and father's perspective, but as they were working and supporting entrepreneurs in the communities, we also saw some of the disparities mm-hmm. um, in the access to yeah. different things. And so um, as I kind of took on that entrepreneurial spirit, um, mm-hmm. I think before I even knew how to spell entrepreneur, yeah. <laughs> you know, starting various businesses and, you know, for sake of time, I'm not going to get into the, the grunt of the various businesses that mm-hmm. I started as a child. Mm-hmm. But after finishing school in mm-hmm. political science, my first job out of college at Xavier was in the economic development department. Okay. And so when I when I think about this space, mm-hmm. it really chose me mm. um, because when I say the entirety of my career has been in this space, business development, small business development, community economic development, mm-hmm. um, that was that first real job. And so, again, that gave me an opportunity to see from the policy side, mm. you know, and from the government perspective. Um, but then you get caught up in bureaucracy. There yeah. are certain things that you see in the communities that are needs mm-hmm. and you're looking for um, opportunities to solve those needs. But again, there's bureaucracy. So mm-hmm. there's there's limitations to what you really can do. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, always having been a person that's like, okay, you're you going to tell me no, but that, that means nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> it means absolutely No nothing. means yes. Right. <laughs> it, mean, it means maybe not right now, exactly. but I'm going to figure mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way to really meet the needs of the community. Mm. Um, and so I started just doing some research mm-hmm. um, on mm-hmm. my own. At that time, you know, when we think about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't know either, you mm-hmm. know, that CDFIs existed or right. what a CDFI was. But in that space of really having the desire to support the community, seeing the small business needs and also seeing the limitations of the government. Mm-hmm. And again, this is at the local level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even in that position at the local level, I had a lot of interface at the state level in Louisiana. So okay. um, matriculated on to Louisiana Economic Development, also still found, okay, this is not the space for, um, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat known, you know, my my okay. CEO always jokingly shares with me and others, you know, that I'm I'm his employee that's going to, you mm-hmm. know, push the envelope and, yeah. and really and really push back. And so that that was no different mm-hmm. then. And so mm-hmm. when you think about, you know, in the state government level, it's like, OK, this is not necessarily the, the space for mm. the the disruptor. OK, <laughs> We're going to call it disruptor. Right, it's, right, it's right. That, it's the individual that wants to really not accept the status quo mm-hmm, as this mm-hmm. is how it is. It's mm-hmm. find the yes mm-hmm. um, in the midst of it all. And so I moved on to work, uh, do a stint after Hurricane Katrina. Again, mm-hmm. the disparities, mm-hmm. the disparate situations of small business owners really hit home probably for the first time, even though I'd had that, that path of experience in mm-hmm. it. But to see the city go under Mm -hmm. and to try to rebuild and recoup those business owners and to have so many business owners with so much federal money that was available to Mm -hmm. them not be able to access Mm -hmm. it still. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to to really think about, okay, why is this Mm -hmm. the case? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm I'm the why. I'm like, I need to understand the why versus just kind of taking those steps. And so in looking at the why, it is the hard conversations that you have to have with mm-hmm. CEOs or business owners, entrepreneurs is a part of it is it, it could be misguided information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what you don't know. Right. But the reality and the facts are it's because of the white paper. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I use mm-hmm. the term white paper, because a former boss of mine said, if you get your white paper right, your green paper will be right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love yes. it. I yes. love it. So just looking at the why yes. it was 
the lack of financial acumen. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was the lack of business acumen. It, the financial statements were, mm-hmm. if, if they existed, mm-hmm. if they had mm-hmm. financial statements, mm-hmm. um, they weren't up to par with, mm-hmm. say, peer organizations right. or peer right. um, small business owners. Um, the understanding mm-hmm. of, you know, what are these documents saying about your business? Yeah. So it's one thing to even have someone else um, construct your P&L mm-hmm. um, or your balance sheet, yeah. your cash flow. But as the CEO, as the business owner and as the entrepreneur, do you understand what these numbers are saying about your business and how these documents essentially can position mm-hmm. your business to thrive mm-hmm. or to falter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um in the the sense of you have an opportunity and you need access to to capital, right? Um, any banker, CDFI mm-hmm. or otherwise, is going to first take a look at that documentation, right. and that documentation is going to tell a story, right? So you know, the long of the short, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to your no, answer this is, is good. it has always it 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 chose the life chose me, the work chose me, and and the passion grew mm-hmm. um as I saw those disparities. And it's always I always seek to find the why mm-hmm. um to get to the yes. Right. And so even as we see it now, there are still disparate situations. I'm always looking for, you know, as a CDFI, as a leader in True Fund, how do I best represent my communities? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I see a problem, not just accepting the problem as the status quo, but yeah. really looking for how do we get these businesses to the yes? Right. Um, how do we get them the resources that they need? Mm-hmm. And how do we make sure that they're ready to access the resources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the resources come down? Mm-hmm. So th- there was a lot to unpack there. The first thing that I think of, um, particularly your the third generation entrepreneurship for you, were either of those businesses self funded? Like were your were your was your grandfather or was your father? 100%. Yeah, you know, and that's that's really what I wanted to pull out um, because, like my my also my grandfather, as as everyone knows, um, had a concrete business. My father had office supply company. Um, and I know my grandfather's was all self-funded and I, uh, I have to pull that out because we know that I think it just runs in our DNA as, as, as black folks, as, as minority folks, as women, um, what comes in your DNA is I'm going to do this. I have decided that I want this to be my business. And so therefore, since I decided I'm going to make it happen. You know what I mean? And so we go into this choosing this passion with that accountability that is up to me for this to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a lot of different mindsets that come into play with that in the sense that, you know, if there if it is appearing to be too hard or 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 I like how you said the why identifying the pathway, um, if that why is you're just not going to get the money or why would these people give me the money or, you know, you're not going to qualify for the money because you don't have good credit or you're not going to qualify because you don't have financial statements. I think people see that why and tune out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to CDFIs, I think that CDFIs are in such a unique position because you guys are more out on the streets, like I, like I say, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You were just talking about before this episode, where all have you been in the last week? You know, New York, uh, Atlanta, you're going somewhere. I mean, so talk to me about why you are so visible, why True Fund is so visible in in the things that you're doing. 
So I want to, um, if I can, mm-hmm. take us a, a step back just to make sure that the audience understands what a CDFI is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So CDFI, uh, we are a community development financial institution. So when you think about just by acronym, community development, development right, is first. Mm-hmm. Financial institution is the yes. latter. Mm-hmm. Um we are mostly nonprofit organizations, okay. uh, 501c3 designated mm-hmm. by the U.S. Department of Treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, but we work alongside your traditional for-profit banking mm-hmm. institutions. And mm-hmm. so under the CRA Act, um, banks have a requirement to touch communities in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also scored and they're held accountable for the mm-hmm. work that they do in the communities. And CRA but meaning Community, community Reinvestment <laughs> Act. You know? I know. <laughs> We get so used to our right, acronyms we do. Yeah, that we yeah. don't. Well, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. based on the Community yeah. Reinvestment Act. Mm-hmm. And so they have been um, challenged mm-hmm. to do certain work in the community. But based on regulatory guidelines, just by right of being a for-profit banking institution, mm-hmm. there are just things that they are not able to do. And so under the 501c3 CDFI arm, mm-hmm. CDFIs act as um, a liaison to okay. those traditional banks so that we can support them in meeting their CRA requirements. Okay. They support us in meeting the needs of the community. Okay. So essentially, the banks are, in fact, um, concerned and thoughtful in how they get dollars to mm-hmm. um, disparate communities, low to moderate income communities, mm-hmm. which you also hear um, LMI, mm-hmm. um, BIPOC, you know, yeah. all, us and all of our acronyms, but right. <laughs> Black and Indigenous people of color. Right. Um, most of us have a targeted population uh, mm-hmm. that's identified by our CDFI certification as to who we are mm-hmm, uh, mission mm-hmm. to reach. Okay. And so um, True Fund is a mission-driven lender, 501c3 nonprofit, CDFI. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you see the community development piece, financial institution, but you also hear mission-driven. Mm-hmm. So different from most traditional institution, while, yes, we have to make prudent decisions, that is not always the sole thing that's at the forefront. uh, forefront of the things that we do and how we serve our customer, we are really concerned with what impact will this loan have on the community. So if I'm looking at business owner A and I'm looking at giving them a $50,000, $100,000 loan, Mm -hmm. I want to know um, not only like your traditional institutions, are you going to be able to pay this back? Like, mm-hmm. what is your repayment ability? Mm-hmm. But I want to know, you know, what community are you serving through this business? Mm-hmm. You know, what longer term impacts? You know, is this business going to spur economic and community development okay. in an area that um, that needs it? Is this business located in a, a disinvestment commu- a disinvested community okay. or what the federal government co- uh, coins um, investment areas? Okay. Um, and is this loan going to have longer impact versus just the, the issuance of the, the loan? The actual business. Right. Okay. The issuance of the loan and the repayment. Okay. We really want to see communities start to thrive because one business owner was successful. So are you and, creating jobs? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, uh, but even taking it a step beyond, you know, did this create jobs? You know, how many jobs did the the business owner being able to to secure this capital? How many did they retain? Mm, Because that's just as important uh, as creating new jobs. We want to make sure that the community is still um, thriving. And then also, historically, 
business owners that are located and entrenched, invested in communities mm-hmm. are going to hire from within. Oh, absolutely. And so that right. is your longer and community term development. Yep. economic and community mm-hmm. development mm-hmm. is if I save the business that's on the corner mm-hmm. that <laughs> has grown up that may be second or third generation in this community, right. they're going to be less likely to take the capital or the revenues right. that are generated and pull them out of the community. They're going right. to be more likely to invest that money back into the community. And it starts at the the simplest ways. When you think about a business owner that's funding the little league football team, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those are the community members that are operating their businesses. And that spurs a spirit within the community. And it continues to just catch fire as a domino effect. So which uh, states does True Fund have, I guess, presence in as far as business owners? If they're in these states, Mm -hmm. then they should seek True Fund out. So um, we are headquartered out of New York, New York, okay. um, serving the the boroughs um, surrounding Manhattan and then also upstate New York and okay. northern New Jersey, okay. um, which is where we're certified to cover in that particular state. Okay. We have offices across the southeast and the southwest in Texas, um, primarily Houston and Dallas is our primary targeted populations. In Louisiana, we are certified to cover the entire state of Louisiana, but we primarily operate out of New Orleans, um, Baton Rouge, and the Capital Region, okay. um, as well as North and Central um, Louisiana, which is upward um, to Shreveport, across to Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, we are certified to cover the entire state of Alabama, of course, right. primarily operating in the Big Five. We're here in Birmingham yes. today. <laughs> uh, so shout out Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a 10-county me- metropolitan area of Atlanta. Okay. So, um, And that is our primary certified targeted population. However, we do have certain products that are national products, um, as well as national platforms, such as our New Markets Tax Credit platform, okay. which is one of our is our first national platform uh, platform under our subsidiary okay. um, Empowerment Reinvestment Fund. And so under that, we are able to service um, projects across the United States. Okay. And then also we have the Impact Developers Fund, which is a fund specifically around um, supporting real estate developers, minority real estate developers. And that is also a national platform. So okay. although we have those states of certification, we do have certain products that allow us to have further reach outside of those states. That's awesome. Okay. Now, the other way that True Fund has certainly stayed in, in my radar, y'all, is again, not only just the extended presence and now national presence, but the programming. Um, And I want to highlight the programming because I think that this is what distinguishes CDFIs from your regular traditional, you know, big box brand banks. Um, And the programming is what certifies them in my mind as being on the streets in the sense of trying to find business owners where they are. Um, And True Fund, specifically here in Birmingham, um, has a track record of doing so much programming every year. I've partnered with True Fund in doing some of their trainings, so I'm a little partial, but they really and truly, um, to me, are out here doing uh, the Lord's work (laughs) when it comes to the the variety of Mm -hmm. topics um, that they cover uh, in free programming. So can you talk to us, um, particularly, I see where you guys have a, um, a lot of women-based 
um, programming uh, programs throughout the year. But talk to me, give me a sample of some of the things that True Fund is doing as it relates to uh, linking business owners with programming and technical experts. Absolutely. So that is a platform of True Fund. We like to say we operate in the pillars mm-hmm. um, of small business support. And so, of course, bread and butter is lending because that is mm-hmm. primarily what we are in existence to do is get access to capital to small business owners. Mm-hmm. Business advisement and programming is essentially our second largest um, mm-hmm. platform. And that's what you're speaking of. You've mm-hmm. um, definitely been a gem of ours uh, mm-hmm. in this market and actually really across because mm-hmm. um, due to COVID, we've been doing a lot of virtual. So you're right. getting an opportunity to support us and interface with business owners across our footprint. But we have what we consider our flagship programs here at True Fund. Now, that doesn't mean we're limited to doing these five. Um, but financial empowerment is, mm-hmm. co- of course, at the forefront. Um, and that's really centered around the building the financial and business acumen at that foundational mm-hmm. space and making sure that business owners are ready to access capital. Right. You know, so when you think about, you know, what does it mean to say a capital ready mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. business owner? Um, where we identify gaps in our triage mm-hmm, of the business, because mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. business that comes through um, our pipeline for programming, we have a team on the ground that's mm-hmm. really working with them, trying to understand exactly mm-hmm. where they are. Are they growth stage? Um, are they looking to become more sustainable and viable? Um, is it a startup? Um, you know, and so once we understand what their needs are, we make sure that we place them in the right space. And that's that's a let's stop there because you're not going to get that from a standard bank. Right. Right. So I'm hearing wraparound services. Absolutely. Basically. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're not bankable, capital ready, then by participating in the programs, and I certainly have experienced it because I think one of the newest ones that I participated in was the certification, mm-hmm. helping people walk through that self-certification process to the SBA. Uh, I don't know if it's still in beta or not, but it's fairly new um, that the SBA is doing. And so, Having that team of triage when you sign up um, is new is is not you're not going to experience that um, with a bank. And I would say just even from that, not only are you being linked with a team that is trying to understand where your business is as well as the programming, but now you're developing what we know is lacking in our community, which is banking relationships, being able to say, Okay, you know, I can send an email to Kim or her Kim's team if I have a question on this or, you know, I I graduated from this particular course and now I feel that I'm bankable. I'm ready to apply for one of the loans that they were talking about. So I want to make sure that we pull that out of this conversation because this is why CDFIs are the focus of funding now, because they are doing they're on the streets. They are uh, they are doing those wraparound support services. They're connecting you with the money. (laughs) And if you're not if you're if your path of why involves needing to, you know, um, get caught up on taxes, needing to have a business plan, needing to have all of these things by attending programming from a CDFI like True Funds, you're getting yourself in the room and then you're getting yourself in a position to get to the yes right? as it relates to the money that you ultimately, that's the mm-hmm. whole point of you being in business, mm-hmm. is to be able to access money so that you can expand your business. Absolutely. And then one of the things that I want us to to maybe pause on for the audience is execution and implementation. Okay. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it, that most 
um, if not all of the services that we provide from the programmatic and business advisement side are we 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 tend to say free, mm-hmm. um, but we want to we want to be transparent with the yeah. business owners. It's not free. Mm-hmm. It's at no cost to them. Right. And so <laughs> this is where we partner with either our bank mm-hmm. partners. We have philanthropic partners mm-hmm. um, and we have uh, corporate partners mm-hmm. that they they sponsor. They invest mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurial community by investing in the CDFI first. And then the CDFI has the ability to put forth these various programs and business advisement. Uh, one of the other things we say when we say, OK, the, it's, it's like the why, but this is the why not. Why were these businesses not able to access? Mm. Um, so I want to elevate its execution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and implementation. So to the business owner that's listening, sitting in as many classes as you can, you take an a first step. Okay. But it is literally a first step. Right. Let's talk if, about it. If you gain <laughs> the knowledge and you don't execute. Right. And you don't implement. Right, right. You still find yourself behind the eight ball in Absolutely. your ability to actually seek out or have the access that you need. And so we still saw that, mm. you know, many business owners feel like, okay, well, I took class A or mm-hmm, I took the mm-hmm, class mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. here and I went over here and took a class. Why am I still not able to do the mm-hmm, loan? Mm-hmm, and when we mm-hmm. peel back the onion, right, we find that it is great that you took the first step. So we don't want to take that away. Because right. That is absolutely um, a first investment that a business owner is making in their business. Mm-hmm. But we need you to execute and implement everything that you've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, the class is the first piece. Mm-hmm, it does mm-hmm. not automatically have you take the leap over to capital readiness. Right, right, It right, is, right. I get the information, I mm-hmm. execute on what I've been taught, I implement all yeah. of the, the, the right. things that I need to implement in my business, and then I'm in a better position. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees there, but it right. definitely helps us right. get closer to the end goal, as you stated, is access yeah. to capital and all the things that that access unlocks for mm-hmm. the business owner or, you know, as you, you spoke about one of our trainings where we really focus on getting business owners um, certified, mm-hmm. whether it be with their local government, state government, or um, in particular, the federal government. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a first step. Yes. So, so you have the certification. You know, what the way I like to demonstrate that for my business owners is if you go to college mm-hmm. and you get the degree mm-hmm. and it sits on the shelf and you never market yourself mm-hmm. now as mm-hmm. a degreed individual, mm-hmm. Um, are you any different from the individual who didn't go to school at all? Right. And so when you gain access to all of this information and you've executed or you've gotten the certification, sitting in the training and even getting the certification does not guarantee you the contract. It is the first step. It's a first step. It's, it's very it much a first step. step. It could be a solid first step because yes. you're in the room. And I think that's an excellent yes. point, Kim, is, you know, we're we're exploring CDFIs. We've now identified for you that CDFIs is a really good, strong start mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're very in the room. Strong. Very strong. And, the, and maybe the money's just right across, <laughs> you know, right across the table from you. But Kim has brought up a really, a really great point that I've said before is it's only so much you know classes and and free 99 and all that stuff that you can do if you're not locked in and committed to executing and implementing what you've learned then you have actually wasted your own time Mm -hmm. and so it does require for you to even if that why even if that particular class because I'll be transparent the certification class Oh, my goodness. You're learning about the certification class and there was an instructor there to walk you through the process. 
but you still have to have all your paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm scrambling. Try, okay, I need my tax returns. I need da 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 da. You know, so you you have to. It's almost like you have to go into any training, particularly. Let, let's really talk about that because mm-hmm. we are of the age of webinars and and. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna train the heck out of you in these days and age, and conference <laughs> yeah. the heck out of you in these days and ages. Yes. So so saying that you can't find the information, I don't think anyone's it's saying a that's a no go. That's a no go. But it's really going to be yeah. going into that particular session with a strategy. And so, like, what I mean by that is, for me, I should have went into that certification class already knowing that, hey, at the end of this class, I want to actually go ahead and submit my application, you know. So another example would be if you choose, you know, a class that True Fund has that's focusing on building your strategic plan or your business plan, because you know that that's the goal of the course, then you need to create an actionable goal that you're going to get accomplished at the end of that course. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to already go into this thing here that you've identified with a strategy that you're going to accomplish. And it could be cuz cuz we all get it. Kim and I are both moms uh wearing a mini crowns. So we're we are absolutely cognizant of the fact that you're likely not going to do every single solitary thing that that course is saying. But what I want to challenge you with today um, in linking up with an institution like True Fund, which, as I say, is a gem in the community just because they have the training and the money, is you want to actually come into that opportunity knowing what to ask for and creating that goal to get you closer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, no, nothing is guaranteed. But if you come in with a strategy and with, you know, you might have five ducks and two of them in the row <laughs> to be able to leverage the heck out of those two of them until you are able to come in uh, even stronger the next training class or the next opportunity. Uh, Kim, I want to um, bring up a little bit more um, distinction between CDFIs and banks. In our prior episode, we had another CDFI represented, Sabre Finance. Um, and we talked about um, AJ in that episode really got specific with credit scores and and what um, they are able to do as a CDFI. And so we, man, we we went viral with, <laughs> with a couple of clips on TikTok surrounding bankability surrounding Mm -hmm. how do I qualify because I know that we've used a lot of words in this episode and I know that someone's going to say well what credit score do I need Mm -hmm. you know how we are it's like hey okay (laughs) just give me the real real exactly so so I think that this is this is just inherently very different Mm -hmm. in understanding the difference between a CDFI and a uh, a regular big box bank um, when it comes to flexibility on those mm-hmm. things. So can you talk to me about uh, what I know somebody going to put in the comments. So what credit score do I need <laughs> to qualify? Go ahead. So I'm, I'm about to rock the boat. <laughs> rock it. Because we, I, yeah. I understand they want the, yeah. the credit score. And I like to share with my business owners, I can give you mm-hmm. a solid answer 
And then that locks you into okay. to that. Okay. So allow me to be the CDFI in okay. its truest sense, which means I have autonomy. Um, I have a little bit more flexibility than a traditional bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can really look at a case by case basis. Okay. And so for that reason, we don't like to lock. Okay. Um, but, you know. For the audience, say, okay, I need a number. You're mm-hmm. you're likely with most CDFIs, you're looking at about six hundred or greater, which okay. is a significant um, gap between what is required to qualify for lending in your traditional. Oh, bank. absolutely. So that all already gives you some flexibility there because right. So okay, somebody just hit some, pause yeah, and so was like, email Kim. <laughs> I've had a few issues and I cannot qualify for a bank. Right. Um, I at least know that maybe a CDFI can go a mm-hmm. little bit lower than mm-hmm. my traditional bank mm-hmm. um, requirements. But mm-hmm. it's not just your credit score. Okay. Um, okay. You know, we, as we said, we're very hands on. Okay. Um, we just recently did a study and it was determined that True Fund spends at least three hours um, of hand holding. And okay. that's at the least. Okay. We had, we had cases where it was 10 or 20, mm-hmm. uh, but really trying to understand a okay. business and where you are. Okay. And so for that reason, we look at, you know, what's your character look like? Okay. We all, we all have the five C's. We all heard the five C's. I'm not yeah. going to go into uh, teaching a class on the five C's, but yeah. character is really important. Okay. And, you know, when you hear bankers mm-hmm. um, such as uh, Truefund or CDFI, we say, don't wait until you need us to develop the relationship. Okay. What okay. that does is that gives us an opportunity to really get to know your business. We mm-hmm. know exactly what trajectory you're on. Mm-hmm. We know what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. We know ahead of time about how much you're going to need okay. when that will um, when that will take place. If it's a six month down the road, I'm thinking if you're working on um, bidding on some contracts. And so what we also are able to do is provide a testament to the character of the business owner Okay. because we've spent a little more time with mm-hmm. you. So yeah. if the credit yeah. score. Right, right. Doesn't right. look the way it needs to look, but the other documentation right, right. looks the way it looks needs love to it. look. Or if there are some mitigants that we can help you put in place mm-hmm. to get you to the yes, okay, and we're willing to do that, and we also have the ability to do that. Right. So again, CDFIs don't necessarily mean we're going to just be handing out money, right? Uh, because the banks can't. We still have to be very um, right pr- prudent decision makers and good stewards over the investments that our banking partners, that our philanthropic right. partners, that the government. Right. has entrusted us with. So uh, we, we definitely want to look at certain criteria, right, right. but we have the ability to really get entrenched in that. It's 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 relational. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not simply transactional. So you're mm-hmm. not just plugging your information. And if you yeah. have a 599, right. Because the, the threshold was 600. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm automatically out. Right. Or if I if, right. if the threshold was 620 and I got mm-hmm. a 619, I'm automatically out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way with mm-hmm. a CDFI because we are face to face. We're okay. working with you. We understand your business owner. So the pulling of the credit is a part of our process. It's not the end all be all. Okay. That is. Oh, my gosh. That is wonderful. And then what I also hear in that uh, relational is that you the investment is because you want that business to succeed absolutely you know you don't want to just tout well we lent billions of dollars in 2022 to black businesses well it sounds to me like cdfis particularly true fund are saying and we want to lend another eight billion more because they're still here Mm -hmm. because we all know that you know especially in the startup phase you start a business in one year and the percentages of of how long they stay open goes down, down, down as you get closer to five years and seven years. And so I think the opportunity here mm-hmm. 
in 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 really us diving into CDFIs and 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 you listening to this episode and replanning and replanning is we're giving you a strategy here really um to to of where to start particularly if you are in those market areas that Kim has identified but even from the national perspective um that you have everything you need to outline a strategy of where you want to go. Uh, Kim, how frequently do y'all do the the programs? Are they around a certain time every year or is there always a program going on? Talk to me about like if someone were watching this episode right now, which is uh, October 2022, yeah. is that how do they go about um, finding out what programs are currently open for them? Okay, so if you are in one of those uh, market areas in New York, uh, Louisiana, Texas, um, Alabama or Georgia, mm-hmm. we encourage you to go to our website at www.truefund.org mm-hmm. and you would learn all of the programs that we offer, which states, um, which cities we offer those programs in, okay. and then also when they start. So currently in October, which just happens to be National Women's Small yes. Business Month, mm-hmm. we are um, right in the midst of our Women's Empowerment Program okay. Um, which is a business development program targeted specifically to the unique needs of female business owners. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a three-tiered approach in that program. So there is the first tier, which is really honing in on foundational business acumen and principles. Um, The second tier is understanding what your numbers are saying, um, but also understanding how to articulate to a potential funder or investor. So Mm -hmm. that pitch her Mm -hmm. really focuses in on, okay, do I understand understand what my business's value proposition is, Mm -hmm. what is a value proposition. And if I'm sitting in front of a panel of investors, or Mm -hmm. let's just say you make it to the shark tank. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What are they going to be looking for? Mm -hmm. Like, what do they want to hear me um, articulate about my business Mm -hmm. to to really drive them to say, I want to invest my dollars in this space? Um, The third tier of that program is what you mentioned earlier is the certify her. Mm -hmm. So it's really uh, we zero in on the various certifications that are available to Mm -hmm. female entrepreneurs. So you mentioned the SBA. Mm -hmm. It is the Wosby Woman Owned Mm -hmm. Small Business. Having that certification can open up a a world um, of opportunity Um, and having really any of the like the 8A certification Mm -hmm. through the Mm -hmm. federal government um, also opens up a world of opportunity. But, you know, it's it's understanding not even just here are the steps Mm -hmm. it are. These are some of the certifications that are available to you. Here's the steps that you go by um, to achieve that certification mm-hmm. status. But then what do you do after right, you're certified? Right. And I you think know. that course is very, um, I mean, it's very helpful. Like I said, you got, don't be like me. <laughs> don't be like me and edit on your calendar because you know you need to get certified, but you're not ready to do the work. You know what I mean? Because believe it or not, it is a lot of documentation. Mm-hmm. That's not a myth. It's a lot of documentation. But Another strategy that that you may identify in this conversation is we know that the current Biden administration has challenged itself with increasing the spend mm-hmm. of uh, minority owned businesses, black owned businesses and anything federal government, local government, state government. They're going to look at certifications. Do they do business with you without the certification? Yes. However, if you're competing with another company that has certifications um, and in some cases, you if you don't have it, you can't really apply for some of these things or put in bids. 
So that certify, I can speak specifically to uh, something that, you know, y'all can hold me to. I need to be accountable because TMB needs to be certified yes, in, in, by the end of the year. Yes, TMB certified. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Lord knows I need to do it. Um, Kim, there's a couple of things um, that I want to pull out before we close up here, just because I want to make sure that we have created not only a place of information for um, from our listeners, but also a, a safe space. I want to, I think that we've done a really good job at identifying that CDFIs have that great flexibility. We've kind of defined um, a credit score, even though we know that that's not typically how CD, CDFIs work. But I want, um, in your experience, like over 20 plus years, it sounds like, um, in the space of uh, small business economic development and in the triage that, that True Fund does, can you give me some examples of some of the challenges that you've seen business owners have when it comes to financial, like um, lack of understanding on blah, um, you know, just some of the common things that you'll see that business owners come in not knowing or not having okay. and then how and how um, you've overcome those? Like what steps did you do to overcome those? So we're going to have to get into this one. <laughs> That's right. Like, we do. Is, we is, need to get into one it. <laughs> that we absolutely have to get into. Yeah. So I think top of mind, we always see um, a lot of credit mm-hmm, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand that, you know, there may be different reasons for that. And I can, you know, a little bit later, I'll use myself as, as an example mm-hmm. um, in full transparency. But uh, we see the credit issues. Mm-hmm. We see that there has been mismanagement mm-hmm. um, or misappropriation of funding. So okay. a business looks one way. Mm-hmm. On paper, but in reality, they may have been a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar business, but on taxes, mm, mm, uh oh, white paper right, green paper right. Okay, then. okay. So on the <laughs> white the taxes, paper, what you do? Write everything off. <laughs> okay, and and again, we yeah. when you think about, um, it's like the miseducation of. Mm, mm-hmm, We're gonna mm-hmm. just say of. Yeah. Uh, we have historically and culturally been miseducated. Okay. Um, so even though we have it. various professionals that are in a space, mm-hmm. they are in fact advising their clients mm. in the wrong mm. manner. And okay. so while you may save a dime uh oh, <laughs> on the front end, <laughs> okay. if your goal is really to grow and stand up a viable company, okay. at some point along the trajectory of that growth, you are likely to need an infusion of capital, whether mm-hmm. that be equity, right. uh, debt capital, whatever it is. Right. And anyone, whether it's a, an investor, mm-hmm. they're going to want to see how you manage your money. And uh-huh. if they pull those tax returns and it's showing I made $40,000 last year, yeah. but now you're asking for um, an amount that clearly a uh-huh. $40,000 business cannot cash okay. flow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's too late at that point to say, no, but I made, no, I really did. Yeah. Because at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. even yeah. at a CDFI, yeah. we have to trust what is on your documentation, mm. not solely what's coming out of your mouth. And that I see hurt businesses probably more than anything, mm-hmm. um, especially in our black mm-hmm, and brown mm-hmm, communities. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece is just not having mm-hmm. uh, financial documentation. So mm-hmm. maybe hiring a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. but not having someone that's producing your quarterly P&Ls or your annual so P&Ls. y'all would think I've, I've paid your, these people your to say this. flow <laughs> statements and but your see, balance yes. Yeah. So, you know, not having it. So mm-hmm, we hadn't mm-hmm. even gotten to the understanding what those documents yeah. are saying. Having You them. know, oftentimes we'll come across a business that doesn't have it. And the mitigant there is 
we work very, very closely with other community Mm -hmm. um, organizations, also other government organizations like the SBDC, Mm -hmm. um, because what we're not able to do is we can't support the creation of financial documents that we're then going to use to to give your That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to outsource that (laughs) piece. And Mm -hmm. and that's where those relationships with even um, financial um, Mm -hmm. advisors Mm -hmm. such as yourself Mm -hmm. or accountants such Mm -hmm. as yourself um, come in handy where we can say, hey, Mm -hmm. Taliba, I've got a client. I'm going to send them over to you. Or, you know, hey, whomever at the SBDC or any other community organization Mm -hmm. that focuses in on the creation Mm -hmm. um, of Mm -hmm. that documentation that's needed to support the loan, then we make those referrals out. Mm-hmm. Um, those referrals then come back in. Mm-hmm. So we have seen business owners that yeah. come to us. We take them through the triage. We identify those core needs. We also support them by saying these are the individuals. Now, mind you, we don't tell you you have to go to right. this person. Right. But we may have a roster mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. business owners mm-hmm. that support a certain um, industry mm-hmm. sector. Or mm-hmm. say, you know, if it's marketing that they need, we may give them a roster mm-hmm. of, of vetted marketers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's their choice who they choose. Right. But then they have the opportunity to get those things in order. Right. And then circle back yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, execution, <laughs> implementation. Right. You know, when you go through that triage with your your CDFI mm-hmm. and we identify the things that you need to do, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you know, that's again, like it's a conversation that we, that we have to have and you've heard it all before. And so, you know, but, I'm a firm believer is that like maybe if somebody else says it or like if it catches, we all have our moods or different sometimes, ways like, to, yeah. you know, maybe you receive it today <laughs> and it won't bounce off of you today. Um, you know, in, in hearing the same stuff, we, I know that you've heard this before, you know, but it is, it is my personal mission to keep saying it, to keep doing it because every day we're having successes with business owners that are locking it in. And saying, this is what I want to do. And then they're getting the funding that they need. And so it is very much possible. I wanted to create that safe space and and um, and highlight the types of businesses that True Fund has worked with and that Kim has worked with over the years, because we all have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think we've pretty much proven that that CDFIs are a great option for if you if you're somewhere maybe a little bit off to the side, like it's not perfect. It's not mm-hmm. It's not cookie cutter. There's not very much cookie cutter about black businesses anyway. Uh, but but absolutely, we have provided so much in this conversation for you today um, to replay and replay and develop a strategy. That's what it's all about. Your business becoming black and bankable, your mm-hmm. business being able to not only access the money, because that's what most people mm-hmm. think when I say bankable is that, you know, we're talking about you walking into literally a bank and being able to get money. To do anything, yeah. It is, it is, it is a holistic thing. As I've said before, you want to go into the money opportunity with a strategy. But before we can let you go into the money opportunity, you have to do those things that Kim has identified. Mm-hmm. Um, she's seen over the years that we've both seen and and that we know that the other side of that is that business obtaining that capital, getting that capital injection, 
developing the community that they're in by hiring folks uh, or just simply just contributing to your community, however you contribute as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap up this episode uh, with my sincerest gratitude for Kim, the individual, as well as for Trufine for uh, loaning us Kim on on their time today um, to allow this behind the scenes of a CDFI. And as I mentioned, I'm a little partial, but a CDFI who I think is absolutely getting it right when it comes to the programming, when it comes to just being out there on the streets and and collaborating with subject subject matter experts like myself to get business owners to what they need. And, And that's being bankable and being able to get that money. Kim, are there any final thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? There are. Okay. Uh, so yeah. how about you tell me how much time we have and then I'll uh jump you got, into it. Go, hey, go ahead. I'm so, all about I'm all about good content now. <laughs> so, so as I was listening to you, there were there were a couple of things mm-hmm. that did come to mind. Um, you know, the, the differentiators between mm-hmm. CDFIs. And I want to make sure that the audience understand that even within the CDFI landscape, there's no one size fits all. Okay. So even doing your homework around the best CDFI for mm-hmm. your business. So for example, True Fund is not traditionally known for working with startups. Okay. Um, That's very good there to may point be out. other CDFIs that, right. that is their sweet spot. Okay. We, okay. we primarily work with businesses that are in growth phase. So okay. you've been in business at least a year to 18 months. You're already generating revenue. Okay. And you're looking to access um, advisement and capital to go to the next so level. So scaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are CDFIs out there that are specifically for startups. Uh, That's a really good startup. point. So mm-hmm. doing your research and making sure that you identify the CDFI that's the best fit for the phase that okay. you're in that's really and good. for the products that they offer mm-hmm. um, because all CDFIs are again not one size fits all we don't mm-hmm. offer the exact same products mm-hmm. um, there's various interest rates um, there's various internal expertise okay um, so definitely wanted to bring that mm-hmm. and all CDFIs don't necessarily even utilize the same process. And so I wanted to just kind of go back to the the mitigant of things that we do. Okay. One of the things that True Fund has identified is the need to support the business and really hold their hand, not just to get them to the capital, uh-huh. but through to the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what that looks like for us is pre-business advisement. Okay. That is during the process. Mm-hmm. That is uh, holding your hand through gathering the documentation, through going mm-hmm. um, to, to the referral source and mm-hmm. then coming back. Mm-hmm. But there's always the post mm-hmm. because it's like, do you really know what to do mm-hmm. when you get your hands That's on true. those dollars? <laughs> now that you got the money. To make sure that right. you don't find yourself right, in trouble right. down the road. Right. So we don't just do a loan and then just drop the client off. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You'll you'll hear our our tagline is more than a loan is an opportunity. And what mm. that really speaks to is it's an opportunity to really develop develop a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with your your mm-hmm. banking partner, or your CDFI partner. Mm-hmm. Um, we have clients that are they become bankable because that's always our goal. So when right. we thought when we talk about how we work with our big bank partners, mm-hmm. the goal is always for the banks is they don't want to just say no. Mm. So the CDFI landscape offers them another opportunity. So it's a not That's right very now, good to point out. but you have an opportunity to yep. go here mm-hmm. and they can take a second look. But mm-hmm. the goal is always on the other end for us to send them back to the bank because we want That's really good all of our out. businesses yeah. to be able to operate in mainstream. And get the larger dollar amount Absolutely. loans. Yes. That's what that means. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. you know, the, the role, if a CDFI has done its job well, mm-hmm. we have created bankable CEOs. 
Okay. <laughs> are able to go back okay. and get those dollars. I did want to just end. Yeah, that's very um, good to pull out. Just to, Absolutely. to pull those out to mm-hmm. you know, just really encourage. Take mm-hmm. a look at the various CDFIs that are in your area. If you're hearing this, and we know this is this is going viral as that's well. Right. <laughs> so if you're yeah. hearing this and you're not in one of True Fund's mm-hmm. um, targeted populations, there are CDFIs all over the United States. And isn't it CDFI.org? What C- is the, the website? CDFI Fund. You can go to okay. CDFIFund.gov. Okay. okay. Um, and you can take a look at all of the various CDFIs that might be in your area. Okay. Um, strategy. You heard that word yeah, numerous absolutely. times. So strategize, do your research, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. find the CDFIs that are in your area mm-hmm. and start building those relationships yeah. before you need us. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's and again, I, I know that we've created bankable CEOs just in unlocking the access that we've unlocked in this episode today. So thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to check out all the prior episodes, because if you love this one, you got to love all the other ones and make sure you share this with your business bestie. And we'll see you next time.